0: Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show, people. I hope you are having a good, you know, weekend, a good Christmas weekend. I know this episode is technically coming out on Christmas, so I'm sorry. I, uh, I was doing a lot of shit, okay, Christmas Eve and just Christmas Eve day. There was just a lot of stuff going on, okay? I had to go see, like, four different families, okay, not four, but two different families, It was just a lot. We had a lot going on today. Okay. But, but we're here. Okay. We're having fun. Um, I've got the dogs in my room because my parents are out on the road trip to Atlanta. So yeah, if you hear grunting, barking or snorting in the background, I am so sorry. Or if you hear me, you know, tell them what to do for a second because they're all up in my business. I've got four dogs in my fucking room right now, and Murphy is sniffing my hand as we speak right now, so, what you looking at, dog, but, yeah, um, we're gonna get to the story, okay, it's it's a good fucking story, it's a really good story, all right, starts off in, Bro- I was gonna say Brooklyn, but we're not in Brooklyn, starts off in Britain, the Great Britain, and then it moves into Canada, or Canada, as, you know, the normal people say it, right up to Nunavut's Nunavitz, Nunavitz, Nunav, that providence of Canada, and it is the most tragic fucking like tale that I, like it is awful, I would have hated to go through what these expedition people, this crew, what they went through, because it was fucking awful, it was a slow painful death that lasted over years it is yeah I couldn't I really fucking couldn't they try to make it work but they couldn't do it all right but before we get into the story I am Dusty McBalls I am your host with the most and I am the certified cougar hunter okay get those crocs on strap them bitches in adventure mode all right and just at least you're waking up to this sorry I know you're probably pissed off that I didn't Release yesterday. I apologize. Okay. All right. I tried to make it work. I just, I just couldn't. It was too much going on yesterday. All right. So sit back, relax. Let's go on this awful fucking adventure for us. Well, not really for us, but for the people that went through it. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's awful and it's sad. So we're gonna jump right into it. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this little. Little creepy awful story. But a little bit of like background before we get into this tragic story full of just cannibalism and death. We're I'm let I'm just gonna you know give you quick background on why this tragedy occurred. So first before we jump into it, we must learn about the discovery of the Northwest Passage, which Happened in the second century AD, a Greco Roman geographer named Tomelli that's what I'm going to call him. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. Okay, I don't mean to butcher it, but Tomelli identified a northern waterway between the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean, which at the time is a huge fucking deal because if one discovers this passage opens up a huge trade between Europe and East Asia, okay, which means more trading and with more trading comes more selling and with more selling, obviously, more money. Murphy, go. Go lay down. Go lay down. Go. You're hitting shit and I don't want to hear it. Go. Go. Go lay down. I'm going to have to put them in their kennel. This might be too much. Um, where was I? Yeah, so you sell more of your goods, okay? You make more money and you can just buy all the luxurious shit that you can basically get your hands on. So when this passage was identified, basically every nation and every kingdom flocked to try and find it. Now you may be wondering, hey, Dusty. If you identify something doesn't that mean you discovered it? And to you, my sweet little incompetent noodle, the answer is no, okay? It's it's different, all right? It is it's it's a lot of different. Basically, I well, they're similar but different. But identifying something Hold on. Let me rewind. I'm getting I'm getting a little, little too aggressive, okay? So, since Tomelli was a geographer, and since geographers study the science of geography, which for people that don't know, if you're young and you haven't, you know, been in school long enough, geography is the study of land and other stuff related to the contents and maps and just shit, okay, not physical shit, but shit that deals with maps and continents, I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I had to look it up. And this was a few days ago when I looked this up, so I'm sorry. I think that's what it is, though. Okay, don't quote me on it, but I think that's what it is. Okay, and Tomelli was able to look at the maps he had on hand and decipher a new waterway that would start in Europe, pass through Canada, and end up near Japan, um, a or Japan, China, and parts of Russia. Okay. But what he didn't know was if it was even possible. So that's why all these other nations and countries decided to start expeditions to see if it was even possible and if they could even find it. Now, by the time the 15th century rolled around, the Ottoman Empire basically controlled most of the trade routes And that forced, if I'm correct, allegedly, don't quote me on it, that forced the British to try and find this Northwest Passage, which unfortunately for them was completely blocked by ice from the 15th century all the way up until the 19th century. And it's only in modern day times That the Northwest Passage was officially opened up because of climate change. Everybody loves that word. Everybody likes to think climate change isn't real or whatever. That's why it was opened up, okay? Now, on this topic and this discovery of the Frozen Passage, not only did it kill over 100 men, but also inspired a painting about like this tragedy and it's allegedly cursed so without further ado let's meet the franklin crew that rhymed i'm i'm impressed with myself that was good that was good so this expedition's leader was sir john franklin and he was a royal navy officer who has led numerous expeditions across the world. Now, John had years of experience under his belt. In 1818, he served as second-in-command on board the ships Dorothea and Trent. He then led two more expeditions from 1819 to 1822 and from 1825 to 1827. So John wasn't a rookie when it came to exploring the deep blue seas. And when he got selected to lead this expedition in 1845, little did he know that all of his knowledge and all of his experience would do very little to help weather the storm that was basically coming his way. John selected to lead this in, John was, sorry, I, I had to restart for a second, it, yeah, I, I don't know, I was thinking about something else, and it just threw me, at. it's part of having an ADHD brain, I'm sorry, I can't fucking help it sometimes, it, my mind went to fucking, oh, what was it, I got a fart, did you hear that, yeah, you did, okay, so, my mind, I have a Snapple right next to me, and it's, the Apple Snapple, and it is so fucking good. It's my favorite Snapple. And I started looking at it as I was, like, talking, and, yeah, it just threw me for a loop. Sorry, but here we go. We're getting back to it. Um, John was selected to lead this expedition by Sir John Barrow. Yes, there's a lot of fucking Johns in this story. Now, Barrow held the position... Of second secretary of the admiralty of the United Kingdom, and he's held that position since 1804. And for like 40 years, he held that exact fucking position. That is insane. 40 fucking years, this dude was doing whatever the second secretary of admiralty does, right? And by the time this expedition was about to go underway. Um, he was, I think, 82 and close to retirement. I, th- I believe it was 82. So, he was, like, ever since 1804 up until this expedition, he was very, very adamant about discovering the Northwest Passage. And Barrow had sent many naval officers to try and go out and find it. So, to him... This 1845 expedition and him being 82 years old was basically no different. Now John wasn't Barrow's first choice to lead the expedition. He actually went to five other people before settling on John. The expedition that Barrow proposed to John consisted of two ships the HMS Erebus, 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 we're saying Erebus, I hate Erebus. I think it's Erebus, right? And the HMS Terror. John was given command of the Erebus, and two prior candidates that were offered to lead the expedition by Barrow were given high-ranking positions within this expedition. Francis Crozier was given command of the HMS Terror, and a young naval officer named James Fritz James, that's a clever name, right? That's good. I actually kind of like that. That's funny. Was given second in command of the HMS Erebus. Now, these ships were very well prepared for this voyage through the frigid waters of Canada. Each ship had reinforced bows for cutting through ice And they also had iron rudders that could be propelled, that could be not propelled, pulled into heavy iron wells if needed to. The ships were also equipped with an internal steam heating system to keep the crews warm from the below zero temperatures. And John also added to each ship because this is the time before fucking smartphones and shit like that, video games and stuff. John added a a library to each ship with over a thousand books, right? And he also added 8,000 tins of food that could last both crews three years if something awful were to occur, which you'll find out later in the story. It actually kind of fucked them like hard because the guy that John had contracted to make these 8,010 rations was only given seven weeks to make them. So basically from April 1st, 1845, till May 9th, 1845, Stephen Goldner had to make 8,000 rations, which I would assume with today's technology might not be that bad it might actually go pretty quick it probably would only be maybe a few weeks but back then I could honestly see how hard it could be to make all of those rations and with such a short time frame and basically very little um, what is it technology I mean they had enough but not like how it is today with like our processing plants and stuff like that at our factories probably wasn't cranking out, you know. I could see how difficult that was. And since with that little with that short time frame to make all of this food, he actually had to speed up his process and what he ended up lacking in quality food control, hopefully. Hopefully the FDA doesn't find this out because he ended up giving them a lot of lead poisoning. That's what what he lacked, basically, in quality control he made up for in lead poisoning. And that was a huge fucking issue, right? Because after most of the corpses were discovered, well the ones that remained, they found massive amounts of lead within these rations because Steven decided to sloppily seal these tins with lead solder. And that's basically what caused the lead to seep into the tins right and if you guys don't know what solder is the best way I can explain it is um this I'm trying to think of a better way but for my plumbing people out there or my blue collared people out there they'll probably understand this but it's like this little wire right and you either heat up a pipe like I know in plumbing because I shadowed a plumber one day and he showed me how to solder you basically like heat up a pipe or like the where you connect two pipes with like a like a couple or something like that and to hopefully make it like stick better to the pipe and make sure that coupling doesn't like fly off or anything you would heat it up a little bit and you take like this little like, lead wire, I guess. Now, it's probably not lead now, but I forgot what the material was. And you basically just run it around the outside, and I think that kind of helps melt it together. I could be completely wrong, because I job shadowed this plumber in 2017, I believe, so I had to do it for school, and it's something that we had to do to graduate, but I could be completely fucking wrong, but I think that's what it is so i guess nice one steven for fucking giving them lead poisoning and murdering that crew well slowly murdering them he didn't intentionally do it i'm just joking steven i apologize but yeah they found a shit ton of lead poisoning or a shit ton of lead within these tins but okay hold on let me let me let me backtrack a second So, on the morning of May 9th, 1845, the two ships that were led by John set sail to find the Northwest Passage, and on their journey, they made two quick pit stops to get more gear. One was in the Orkney Islands in North Scotland, sorry to my Scottish listeners, I didn't mean to butcher, I think that's how you say it, I don't fucking know, I'm sorry, okay? And the second stop was in Disco Bay, Greenland. And when they reached Greenland, this would be the last time they would resupply and write, you know, their final letters to loved ones back home. And also during this stop in Greenland, John would discharge five sailors, bringing the total amount of people a part of this expedition from 134 to 129 according to some of the records and reports i guess john ran a very tight tight ship whoa that was a tongue twister for a second he ran a very tight ship no pun intended and had a bunch of rules that most of the sailors didn't really agree with or like Allegedly, John banned drunkenness, and you couldn't swear, right? Well, listen here, John. I got a question for you. Just bend me over and fuck me sideways for a second. I don't think you're a real sailor. I mean, I have watched. I have watched Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Caribbean, Caribbean, I'm sorry. I say Caribbean. I know that's a topic of discussion, all right? But I say Pirates of the Caribbean. And if my pirate statistics are accurate, they swear a lot, right? That is a sailor thing to do. You know how people say they swear like a sailor? but I don't, John, I'm sorry, okay? But if I'm a sailor, I'm fucking swearing, right? I am making all of the nasty swear words fly out of my mouth, right? And the most raunchy, disgusting fucking metaphors and examples and just most gross and perverse things I can fucking think about I'm a goddamn sailor right I got an anchor tattoo on my arm not in real life but if I was a sailor I totally would right but you picking up what I'm putting down John John are you are you a sailor I don't know okay I don't fucking know John all right but after they left Disco Bay, Greenland, the Franklin expedition was basically fully underway and the very last time that John and his two ships were ever seen again was in Baffin Bay where they had anchored, allegedly I think, they didn't really specify so I'm assuming they anchored, and they were waiting for weather conditions to improve so that they so that they could cross the Lancaster Sound. And after that last official sighting, our story turns into one of the world's greatest and gruesome expedition mysteries. Now this expedition was supposed to take a while under the certain circumstances. I just choked for a second. Under the certain circumstances like the length of the trip and the harsh weather that they were about to endure. So red flags for their families back home didn't really start popping up until two years after the expedition had started. And plus, it was the mid-1800s. They didn't have radios or telephones to call out to anyone in case Something awful had happened, right? But thankfully to John's wife, Jane, and other members of Parliament, they pressured the British Navy to send out a search party for the missing ships, and eventually, the British Navy did. They sent out their first search party in 1858. The first one of many. Okay, this is literally the first, like, I think they sent out, like, I can't remember. I can't remember. I'm getting my numbers mixed up. Because I know between, we'll get to it in a second, I'm not going to spoil it, but I know they sent out so many, I think they sent out, like, ten within five, six years to go look for these guys. But... This is the first expedition of many, and little did the British government and parliament know. This would be a 150 year old mystery. Now, if you're wondering, Dusty, how would they have known if they were missing or not? And why is his wife freaking out? Okay, and to that I answer, and I am completely making an assumption about this situation, so take it with a grain of salt. Looking at the track record of, you know, other expeditions that John has led, he has never been gone for more than two years. And on top of that, he should have made it to Asia within a year, okay? And I assume once they made it to the north like through the Northwest Passage and since it pops out right next to Alaska, I would assume that maybe there would have been a navy port or like some living people within Alaska since it was discovered in seventeen forty one. But I could also be complaining completely wrong okay i don't know what canada or alaska was like th- during that i don't want to say era but during that l- span right that three four year span of when that expedition was there i don't know a hundred percent okay now the expedite no whoa Now, the 18, did I say 58? I meant 48. Sorry, I meant 48, not 58, okay? They didn't send it out 10 years later. I meant 48, okay? It was a typo on my part. I apologize, okay? The 18, not the 1484, the 1848 expedition found absolutely nothing. So, they sent out another expedition in 1849, that one also found no evidence about what basically happened to the Franklin Expedition. So, what did the British do in 1850? You fucking guessed it. They sent out another fucking expedition, and this time, they finally found some goddamn evidence. In 1850, the British Navy decided to go check out Beachy Island, and when they arrived at this Island, they found an abandoned camp from the winter season of 1845 to 1846, and along with this discovery of the camp, they ended up finding some very disturbing details. They ended up finding within that camp three separate graves, one for Petty Officer John Torrington, one for Royal Royal. Woe. Royal, Royal, Royal Marine, Private William Brain, and one for able seaman John Harrell, who happened to be, who these guys, well, sorry, I'm tripping over my words, it's late right now, I'm fucking tired, so I'm sorry, okay, all three of these guys were identified and they were a part of the Franklin Expedition, so... What did this search party do after they found all of this compelling evidence? They packed up their shit and headed back to Britain to tell, you know, their officials of their discoveries that they had made. And fun fact about this Northwest Passage, from about 1849 to 1859, there were 32 separate expeditions conducted to try and find this passage. So actually I don't even know how none of them found any fucking thing. Right. You think that they would have found something. But they didn't. And I don't know how nothing else bad happened to them. But. We'll get more to the story in a second. And now in the following years of the 1850 search. Party's discovery. The British Navy decided to turn to the local Inuit population in Canada strictly because the British noticed that some of the Inuits had items that belonged to the Franklin Expedition, and they told stories to the British that they saw foreigners starving to death on the coastline. But, unfortunately, the local Inuit population at that time didn't really help them. And there were basically no leads on to like what happened to this expedition. So on March 31st in 1854, the British declared the crews of both ships dead and they stopped sending out search parties. But Jane, good old Jane, John's wife, this bitch is a badass, right? She wasn't having it. She didn't want to give up. She wasn't taking any shit. She basically said, fuck you Britain, right? Fuck the British government. Now, fuck you Britain, I'm sorry. That 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 came out wrong. I meant to say, fuck you to the British government, right? And basically, she was like, I'm just gonna do this shit myself. So, for the next couple of years, she, sh- she saved up all of the money she could and had. And in 1857, she basically, I guess in today's terminology hired a private investigator to go out and look for her husband and his crewmates and just like you know any other expedition you know they didn't they didn't find anything for two whole years That's Molly. She's barking. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. She's dreaming right now, guys. Okay. It caught me by surprise for a second. So it might be going on for a little bit. I apologize. That's so funny. So they didn't find anything for two years. But in 1859, the private search party ended up making another. Well, in 1859, they sent out another search party And they ended up making an extremely grisly discovery. On King William Island, they discovered a cairn, And for the people that don't know, it's basically a burial mound with rocks. And near that burial... Okay, let me backtrack. Let me give you guys an example. You know when Dobby dies in Harry Potter? Hold on, I'm going to pet her. She's... Okay, she's good now. I had to pet her, so she wouldn't freak out anymore. Um, You know when Dobby dies in Harry Potter? Like, you know that little mound of rocks that they put on his grave? That's what a karn is. And they found that. And next to that burial mound or that karn, they found two messages left by Crozier and Fritz. Fitz James, not Fritz. He's not German. Fitz James. The first one was dated May 28th, 1846. So basically almost a full fucking year after their departure. And it stated, wintered in 1846 and 1847 at Beachy Island. Sir John commanding the expedition all is well. And the second letter was dated April 25th, 1848, three years after the expedition, and basically stated that 24 members of the expedition, including John Franklin, had died by June 11, 1847, literally two weeks after the first message had been written. The note also explained that the 105 surviving men were going to head south toward the back river i'm i think I'm at, i think it's the back river i don't know i can't remember sometimes i write too quick and you know sometimes it just fucks it up so that's why this is a little weird sometimes but i think it's the back river under the command of crozier this private search party also found skeletal remains that were determined to be a member of the franklin party but this isn't where our story ends. And to be honest, it gets way more darker and way more tragic. As the months turned to years and the years turned to decades, more gruesome details kept getting revealed. Additional grave sites, along with other relics, were found. The private investigators also conducted oral testimonies from the local Inuit population but that painted a graphic picture like when they started to like when the Inuit people started coming out with more of their stories and after seeing everything that happened they painted a really graphic picture of starvation, sickness and desperation Archaeological excavations were eventually conducted and they decided to exhume the bodies at Beachy Island and King William Island in the 1980s and 1990s. And that only solidified the tragic fate of the Franklin Expedition. They found from the toxicology tests of the corpses that they suffered from vitamin C deficiencies which ultimately led to scurvy, which affects a lot of things within the human body. I'm not talking like one or two or three different things. I'm talking like 10 different fucking things. When I looked at it, I saw anemia was one of them. I saw severe migraines, I think was one of them. I can't remember, but there was a shit ton of stuff that scurvy can cause and what it can lead to. So They also found skeletal patterns pointing to cannibalism and that did occur amongst the ship's crew. High concentration of lead were also found in many of the remains Sorry, but it's not like 100% clear where it came from. A lot of professionals believe that it did come from the canned food that they were given on that short time notice or from the ship's water distillation system, okay? But I believe it is from the, the tin cans, okay? Because they weren't made properly and stuff like that. It just makes more sense to me, right? But I don't fucking know because I wasn't there and I'm not an archaeological expert, all right? Evidence of pneumonia. I just burped. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. And Potts disease were also found in some of burped again were also found in some of the remains as well. So all in all, with this evidence that these search parties found, John and his crew had a awful fucking time. Like I couldn't imagine the pain and suffering that these Poor souls went through basically slowly dying for years. With I mean, people were sent to come and find them, but nobody fucking found them, they didn't know people were coming for them. Like, just imagine that for a second and put yourself in their shoes how fucking awful that would be for years. You are slowly dying your food and water are giving you lead poisoning and if one of your mates dies you have other crew members eating that one dead mate like that would be fucking awful and on top of that all of that if that if you're fine with all of that right Just the fucking cold ass weather that's up there in Canada. I don't know how you guys do it. I'm in Minnesota. And I fucking hate it. If I was literally in their shoes. I don't promote suicide. But I probably would have offed myself. Okay. I would have bit a bullet. So fucking hard. And so fucking quick. Quick. Because that would just be awful. Slow. Painful. No thank you. I'm done. We're we're out of here, right? We're gone. Lord, I'm coming back home. I am hitting return to sender. I'm coming back. Don't want this anymore, right? Molly just knocked over a glass. You okay, girl? Yeah. You got scared? Okay. So, since these private expeditions or investigations that were conducted into finding out what ...happened to the crews from the Franklin Expedition, two major keys of evidence were still missing, and this evidence is the ships. But, after searching for these ships and all of this shit that happened to this crew for over 170 years, these two ships were eventually found, and finally... The lost souls from the Franklin expedition were finally able to be put to rest. On September 1st, 2014, two pieces of a Royal Navy ship were found on a on sorry, were found on Hat Island in the Queen Maud Gulf near Nunavut Nunav- Nunav- Nunavits, Nunavits, sorry. Fuck that up. Fuck that up Canadian people. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, which, which is near King William Island, and then literally a week later, on September 7th, an archaeological team, like working in that area, was able to identify and announce that they had found the Herber, Herbus, sub. The fuck. The HMS Urbis ship submerged in 36 feet of water in the eastern portion of the Queen Maud Gulf. And then, almost exactly two years later, on September 16th, 2016, the Arctic Research Foundation discovered the HMS Terror submerged in 79 feet of water. In the Terror Bay, kind of ironic, the HMS Terror was found in Terror Bay. It's kind of funny. Not really, but it, it is a little bit. That's kind of weird which is just south of King William Island. Now, Murphy, go lay down. Go, 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 go. You're hitting my mic and it's beeping and blowing these people's eardrums out. So, now, this is basically where our story should end. You know, they found the ships. They found, basically, what happened to the crews. And just, like, let's close the book and and this dark part in british history, right? But unfortunately, it doesn't end there. Because two decades after the Franklin expedition went missing, an artist named Edwin Landseer unveiled a very creepy and peculiar painting called Man Possesses or sorry, Man po- Man Proposes, God Disposes. And what's so weird about this painting is that it depicts the tragedy of the Franklin expedition. And to be honest, it's a little graphic because it basically shows the crews being attacked by two polar bears. But this painting doesn't stop there, it doesn't stop with, you know, polar bears eating the fucking Franklin expedition crew, right? Allegedly, there's a very superstitious urban legend surrounding this painting. This painting is said to be hung up on display at the Royal Holloway University of London, and according to the students, it is tradition to cover the painting during exams because they believe that if you look at this painting While taking this exam, well, not taking this, but like taking a exam, it'll cause you to fail or go mad. And that's all because, allegedly, I swear to God, allegedly is my favorite word when it comes to this stuff. Because it is not proof, okay? I can't prove this stuff, right? Allegedly, in 1970, a student claimed that she viewed the painting while she was taking a test and after viewing the painting, she felt compelled to commit suicide, supposedly after staring the polar bears in their eyes. She also allegedly said after she was staring at the polar bears, she went into a trance and wrote on her exam paper, The polar bears made me do it. I've heard the devil made me do it. I've heard my brother made me do it. I've heard so many people made me do it. But fucking polar bears? That is the funniest shit I have ever fucking heard in a long time. Imagine that. You murder fucking six people. You get caught. You sit down. And the investigators ask you during the interrogation. Why'd you do it? And you look them Dead in the fucking eyes, and you say the polar bears made me do it. I would have sent that fucker to a mental institution. I'm sorry. They're crazy. Polar bears can't speak human, all right? This person's fucking delusional, right? No. No. Psych ward, lady. Sorry, but fucking psych ward, right? Now, Like I said, I don't know if this is true, okay? I could not find evidence, all right? The only, I only came across one website that said it did happen to be false. I can't remember the name of it. I think it was all that's interesting, but that's where I get some of my stories and I research on there, and they usually have the, the, the like, who said it, BBC, or like something like that, but I can't fucking... Remember who said it, and I didn't write it down, so I apologize. My research was a little lackluster this time, okay? I know it's usually on par. I know it's usually really, really good, but this time, all right, I forgot a couple things, so I apologize, all right? But they were the only website that I could find that said basically that it was fake, okay? I don't know if it was fake or real, but they are the only source that I could find that said it was fake, all right? Don't take my word for it, all right? I had no clue, okay but whether it is true or fake, I still don't want to take my fucking chances with that shit, all right I still don't want to take my chances, right because what if something does happen and you're sitting there taking an exam right you have a you have a d plus right, and if you ace this fucking exam, you pass, right, but they didn't, they didn't cover up the fucking polar bears, so you're staring at the polar bears, right, thinking, oh, it's just a myth, that shit's fake, next thing you know, you fail the fucking exam, and you're killing people because the polar bears made you do it, yeah, fuck that shit, I'm not doing that, I'm not even looking at them, right, they can lick my balls, right, I am not fucking doing that, but that's the end of the story, I hope you guys enjoyed it, I thought it was so fucking good. Like I said earlier, I apologize for being late, right? I know. You can jerk me off and put a fucking eggplant in my butt later, okay? I don't give a shit, right? Just, I'm sorry, right? I don't know what else to say, okay? I'm a busy dude. I'm so popular, right? That's a joke, okay? Please don't believe that. Um, What do we got going today since it is... Christmas oh fucking forgot Merry fucking Christmas you cunts right Merry fucking Christmas I hope you get all the presents right and then get them all taken away from you right because you've been a bad person this year and then some big buff black dude comes and slaps you across the fucking face that's what I hope happens if you're a bad person now if you're a good person I hope you got everything you wanted right I hope you got that mail ordered bride that you want right trust me I know I know the person, trust me, There, you might not believe it, but there is one person in this community of ours that definitely has a mail-ordered bride, right? I'm not disrespecting you, I'm just saying, my girlfriend had a dude that um, had a mail-ordered bride from Taiwan, I think, I don't fucking know, Taiwan. It was a dirty, grimy dude. I'm not saying that you're dirty and grimy, but if you ordered a male ordered bride, I hope you fucking got her. And I hope you're treating her right. right? Or listen, like, listen here, right? If you're not treating her right, Dusty's going to be in your closet, right? I'm going to be hidden in the shadows, right? You're going to come in after taking a nice, hot shower. You're going to drop the towel. You're going to bend over. To get something out of, out of the bottom drawer. I'm just going to sneak up on you. Like a shadow in the dark. A ghost. Right? And right as you bend over. Right? I'm going to spread your cheeks. And I'm going to give you a prostate exam. With my hard cock. Okay? And then we'll see who's laughing. Alright? Then we'll see who's laughing. That's all I got for you guys. Um, Today I'm releasing Halloween... Spe- not Halloween. Fuck. What? That was two months ago. Fuck Halloween. It's Halloween every day over here. But Christmas special. It's going to be an interesting one. Don't know what fucking story I'm doing. I'm just probably going to wing it because that sounds fun. It sucks, but it sounds fun. But I was so busy. I am so unprepared, but it's all good in the hood. Um, And I'm also releasing an episode that I did... A while ago that I was interviewed on. And you guys will be able to see what. Well. If you don't know what I'm like being interviewed. Because you don't go. You know listen to those. Then you'll see on here what I'm like when I'm interviewed. Okay. But. it's all I got for you guys. Enjoy Christmas. Have fun. I don't know what else to say. Okay. So remember. Stay frosty. Stay foxy. And most importantly. The most important thing on this planet. Stay safe, you beautiful peacocks. I love y'all. Get drunk on some hardcore eggnog. Deuces.